John Fisher and the A's tell Alameda County, okay, we'll pay you. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We say, get in here. Let me give you some noogies. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of, it was like this, wasn't it? Yeah, episode of Locked On A's. Uh, I'm Wayne Coy. How you doing? Uh, boy, it's that time of year, huh? Lots of lots of stuff to talk about. We'll get to all of that. Of course, I'm a lifetime athletics supporter. Uh, A's fan is what I mean. And uh, longtime media dude, always happy to be here, of course, with another episode of Locked on A's, whether it's home in the Bay Area or here in my new home, Las Vegas, Nevada. Okay, sorry, noogies, I can't stop it. I want to thank you for making Locked on A's your first listen every day. You know that we are free and available where you get your podcasts and, of course, on YouTube, too. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, and that, of course, is your team, the Oakland A's every day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. What a deal they've got for you right now with the NFL season underway and the Raiders putting 63 points on the Chargers tonight. Can you believe that? Well, yeah, it's a good time to get involved. Don't forget a $5 money line bet for a first-time customer that wins. So if you'd bet the Raiders tonight over the Chargers, you would have won, and your $5 bet gets you $150 in bonus bets if you sign up today. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, and they'll get you started. Now, remember last week when I told you that the clock was officially ticking for the A's to pay up, owing $45 million to the county, Alameda County, for their purchase of half of the Coliseum site? Well, there was a little gamesmanship that went on a whole a series of, well, we didn't actually announce that we were leaving. Yeah, you did. So <laughs> that clock starts May 14th. That or That's the day that the payment is due. Uh, the clock actually started uh, back in November when the vote was taken by the Major League Baseball owners who said, yeah, all of us think it's okay if you go to Vegas. So go ahead, you know, move to Vegas. That would be the announcement that was made. So one week after the county sent their letter to John Fisher, the A's respond with a letter of their own. They send that to Board of Supervisors President Nate Miley and say that they will indeed abide by the terms of the agreement from their purchase back in 2019. So kind of a whole lot of drama for nothing. Anyway, the two parties would equally share the Coliseum land, okay, it's not like they draw a line and say, well, that's your half and this is our half. It doesn't work that way. They have to pretty much agree. They have a cooperation agreement for any development there. Uh, the Chronicle article, thanks to John Shea and to Scott Osler for that great reporting, blows the whistle on some big old BS too. Check this out. We talked about this last week. In 2019, Dave Cavill went to the county and said, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please, give us that Coliseum land, oh, please, kind sirs and madams, because, well, we need it uh, just in case things don't work out at Howard Terminal. We would then have a great backup plan 
Uh, but we're working, of course, we're rooted in Oakland, you know, and we're working on Howard Terminal. But as soon as uh, it goes weird, then if we have half of the Coliseum site, well, then we're skinning the game. And that's, of course, where we would go ahead and build. So we need it kind of as a backup. OK, please. That was uh, Dave Cavill, 2019. And then, of course, the county says, OK, fine. And actually, for a, quite a discount, uh, sells half of their half to the A's. Not long after that, not long at all, Dave Cavill says, Coliseum, unsuitable for Major League Baseball. That is a non-starter. There's no way we can play there. Okay. Then, of course, back in April, they walk away completely from Howard Terminal. Negotiations with the city of Oakland, over. Did you say over? Nothing is over. To, well, I guess they decided it was. So, to me, that's the announcement, April 20th. But, you know, let's not split hairs here. Uh, they're going to go with the Major League Baseball owner's vote, which happened in November. Either way, uh, it's due. And the way they worked it out was if they'd stayed, they would have paid $15 million in 2025, $15 million in 26, $15 million in 27 to pay off the rest because they'd already paid 40 purchased it for 85 Well, the clause said if you announce you're moving, it's due. So it's due. And they're going to pay. So that's great. But check out the irony in all of this, because, again, getting it in the first place was under the, the guise of Dave Cavill saying, ah, we need we need a backup because we don't know what we're going to do if we don't get Howard Terminal done. We're going to play in the Coliseum, of course, because we're rooted in Oakland. Anyway, end of parallel paths, of course, they announced they're coming to Vegas and Nevada gives them three hundred eighty million dollars to build a ballpark. Still no announcement, by the way, about what's happening with that. We're going to talk about that in a second. But the other thing that hasn't been announced is where the A's are going to play after 2024. One more year on their Coliseum lease. And then when that's done, you got 25, 26, 27. They say they'd like to have this new place built by 28. A lot of people are saying that might be hard to do. So if that's the case, maybe 28. So you could have a bunch of years there where the A's don't have a home and they haven't announced yet what they're going to do. Lots of speculation. But we've talked about all those different options before. We'll see if any of them come true. All right. So on the subject of John Fisher and his money, how about his stock? Well, as you know, or maybe you don't know, John Fisher is the benefactor of Mr. and Mrs. Fisher coming up with this little company called The Gap. And when that happened, uh, they got very rich and uh, when dad died, well, mom, Doris, still around, but the family uh, certainly became extremely wealthy, okay? And John Fisher, as you would imagine, owns a lot of Gap stock, like quite a bit. Well, he intends to pay his $1 billion share of the cost of the proposed Las Vegas ballpark. According to him, it's going to be a mix of debt and equity financing, Okay. Not through selling a piece of the team, though. No investors. We're going to do this. Goldman Sachs would be the ones providing some of the uh, extra income, the equity financing. And then the rest would come from their money. They would go into debt themselves as the Fishers collectively. It's a lot of money. Family business, though, you know. So back to the stock. It was just uh, this week. That John Fisher, actually it was last week, John Fisher uh, decided to sell some of his stock. Um, yeah, 
I don't know if you noticed, but the shares, which were back in 2022 at about seven bucks, are currently right around $21, $21.50, right in there, $21.23. Okay, so that's today's price. Um, back on December 7th, you remember what FDR said, a day that will live in infamy. And it did, because that was the date that John Fisher pulled off the biggest transaction involving mommy and daddy's business stock in over 14 years. Yep. Last Thursday, he sold 1.5 million shares for $21.59, because that was the price that day. And his windfall? Well, just under $32.5 million. It's crazy, right? It's the biggest stock sale in the company's history. What was that song? Things that make you go, hmm. Hmm. Well, we want to talk about the net worth of uh, Mr. Fisher and whether or not he's got enough money to pay for everything that has to be paid. I think he needs liquidity like soon, because obviously you've got the payment that they just said they're going to make. That's what do we say? 45 million, right? So proceeds from the stock sale, obviously not going to be enough to cover the land deal, but would be a big chunk of that. And before you start shedding tears for poor John, know that he's got nearly 46 million, that's right, million with an M, gap shares left. So if he has to sell some more, he could do that too. Uh, in fact, I think if he were to sell the remaining shares, it'd be something like $989 million. So pretty close to a billion. A's franchise estimated to be worth around 1.2 bill. So yeah, he's doing pretty good. He's doing just fine, thanks find like $3 billion net worth. Okay. But can he get to it? See, that's the question. It's one thing to have it or, you know, on paper you have it, but you know, billion dollars is what's sitting in the gap stock, 1.2 billion in the valuation. It's a lot of money. What are you doing with your money? I got an idea for you. How about this? Are you ready for some football? Me too. Boy, was it fun watching the, there's a reason we're so late tonight is because I had to watch the Raiders. And AOC, who there was talk this week about not even playing. They were saying, well, he did so bad because if you remember last week's game was three to nothing. Yeah, three to nothing. Minnesota. It wasn't the Twins and, and the, uh, the A's. No, it was, uh, it was the Raiders and the Vikings. Nobody scored all the way into the fourth quarter. Ended up being a field goal game. Three zip. Well, completely different result tonight. 63 big points scored by the Raiders. And uh, Aiden O'Connell, their quarterback that... Uh, a lot of people were saying because of his performance the week before, might not even start tonight. Well, four touchdowns later, hello. So now put this in perspective. If you were playing along with FanDuel and maybe you put a money line bet on the Raiders, you would have won. And if you were a new customer, your $5 money line bet would have got you $150, uh, yeah, $150, almost a billion. I got John Fisher's money on my brain. 150 bucks. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> In bonus bets for you, just for, for playing, okay? You got overs, you got unders. I'm telling you, my son said tonight, quote, if there was ever a game to take the under on, this would be it. This is before the kickoff tonight. Shoot, the Raiders almost had that 34 points in the first quarter. So, a lot of fun, whether it's the spread straight up, it's uh, those overs, unders, those player props, whatever you want to do. FanDuel wants to make it fun for you. And the app is so easy to download. You want to take advantage of that $150 in bonus bets that you can get right now 
Where do you do it at? Well, you go to fanduel.com slash locked on and start having some fun with FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. That was football. Back to baseball. Yeah, we're talking about the A's. Of course, it's what we do. And uh, besides Mr. Fisher and his money, there are other things going on, like stadium renderings, right? It's been now two weeks since the postponement of the A's Las Vegas press conference where they were going to say, okay, see all the pretty pictures? It's real, okay, kids? We're coming. There's our stadium. I know it doesn't fit on nine acres, but whatever. Anyway, no renderings yet. We're still waiting. Tap, tap, tap. They're not out yet. No announcement as to when they will be. They did say that it would be rescheduled. They just haven't announced when. I think now would be a good time, though, right? Right before Christmas and get everybody all pumped up going into the holidays. Believe me, they need some pumping up because, again, nobody in Vegas seems to be even aware of this whole thing happening. It's just quiet. I was uh, today at a taping of Pawn Stars. You know that show? Yeah. Well, I was there and I asked some people while I was just kind of watching them do the taping. I was like, hey, uh, excited about the A's? Excited about the new stadium? Crickets. And these are people I don't even know. I'm just asking them. So I'm wondering, I, I don't know if they're going to do it now before the holidays or if they're just going to wait till afterwards. Maybe they'll figure out, we'll just drop it in the new year. Maybe they'll do it when, you know, David Copperfield makes John Fisher disappear. Or Carrot Top becomes funny. I don't know. I'm not holding my breath on any of that. So we'll see. Prospects. Prospects. Everywhere you look, prospects. This year, Major League Baseball is going to be doing something cool. They're going to have their own version of a spring training prospects game with every single team in the league. So for 2024, they've announced the Spring Breakout Series. All 30 MLB teams fielding rosters of their top prospects playing games in the team's Major League Baseball spring training facilities. And the A's, of course, will be there March 15th against the Giants, of course, at Ho-Ho Cam. It'll be a doubleheader. It'll be a regular spring training game. And then right after that, the prospects game, A's prospects against the Giants prospects. Should be fun. You know, it used to be when they did this occasionally, a couple of teams did it every year, uh, it was always like the big draw for spring training. So going to be fun to see all that young talent out there on the field for both teams, of course. The games are scheduled for the most part on the weekends. Now they're doing that because they'd like to ensure a bit of a crowd, as you can imagine. Uh, so it could be something cool. They're doing this kind of as a pilot project, see how it goes. And then if it goes over well, and they certainly have high hopes that it will, then they will talk about doing it every single year, which could be really cool. Now, the A's are going to be playing in the spring in Las Vegas at Las Vegas ballpark where the aviators play. They'll be doing their usual big league weekend there. And this year, the victims that they'll be playing against are, they seem to always do well during this series, right? Uh, big league weekend will be against the Milwaukee Brewers. So you got a couple of teams that want to move playing each other in Las Vegas. It's just weird. Okay. 6.05 PM start March 8th and then 1.05 March 9th at Las Vegas ballpark. It'll be the A's against the Brewers. Uh, tradition that actually goes all the way back to Cashman Field. They've been doing the big league weekend since 1999 in Las Vegas. Just wasn't always the A's. It is pretty much every year now. So we'll have to go check that out. Should be fun. Baseball America's got their crystal ball out again. 
and they've made their predictions for 2027. Who's going to be in the lineup for the A's? We'll let you know what they think there. But before we even get to that, let's tell you who the top 10 A's prospects are, according to Baseball America. Now, you would normally have to subscribe to get this information to Baseball America. But uh, why? When I could just tell you. Okay. Mason Miller, number one. You know I love me some Mason Miller. I'm not so sure about this whole out-of-the-bullpen thing, but the A's seem to think that'll keep the injury-prone Miller from getting hurt, kind of like they did with A.J. Puck. So out of the bullpen, they say, uh, in 2024, but with the idea being that he builds up his strength and his endurance and remains injury-free and then becomes a very important piece in the rotation. So we'll see about that. Tyler Soderstrom, second. Of course, a lot of billing coming into last year, came up at the same time as Zach Geloff, got nowhere near the kind of results that Geloff did. But you know what? Uh, he's young. He's 21. So get some things worked on with the swing, I think. Uh, he had a tendency to chase balls out of the strike zone, so they're going to they're gonna work on that. And there he is at number two. Number three was our number one draft pick just a year ago, Jacob Wilson, shortstop. Number four, Luis Morales. Uh, interesting. We'll see what happens with him. They got him very young. And everybody says he has electrifying stuff. So we'll watch and see if he turns into the big league pitcher everybody thinks he will. Outfielder Denzel Clark, Lawrence Butler, who's obviously already been up with the major league team. Daryl Hernays, who was the A's minor league player of the year this last year. Joe Boyle, who we got from the Cincinnati Reds. People are saying maybe he ends up in the bullpen. Potential closer material there. Well, we'll have to see. Again, I'd like to see him in the rotation. Kind of the same way I feel about Mason Miller. Max Muncie, the other one. And Steven Echevira. Those are the top 10, according to Baseball America, prospects in the A's organization. Now back to the crystal ball. Who's going to be playing where in 2027? Well, if you uh, believe Baseball America, here's what they project. Catcher. And I'll give you their age that they would be in 2027. Okay? So you kind of know how old or young we are. Catcher, Shea Langoliers. Shea Bangoliers, as uh, Dallas calls him. Anyway, he'll be 27. Uh, playing first base, Tyler Soderstrom. Only 25. That's what I'm talking about. He's so young right now. Zach Geloff, of course, in second base. Third base, Daryl Hernandez. There's that name again. Shortstop, same guy we just talked about, Jacob Wilson, number one draft pick for the A's in last year's draft. Uh, Estiuri Ruiz, rookie record setter for stolen bases in a season in the American League. He will only be 28 years old. Oh, and Jacob Wilson, only 25. Hernandez, only 25. Kind of get in the picture here, right? Very young team. Denzel Clark, 26 years old in center field, right field, Lawrence Butler, and the rotation. Oh, DH, Max Muncie, of course. Again, only 26 in 2027. Rotation would be Mason Miller, Luis Morales, J.P. Sears, Roy Bersalinas, and Jack Perkins. The last two there uh, were at the Arizona Fall League and both had pretty good showing. So that, according to Baseball America, would be the top five in the rotation. Of course, you know, this can never account for trades or free agent signings or anything like that, but that's what they're saying. And then the closer, Joe Boyle, who would only be 27. Heck of a fastball, definitely strikeout stuff. So, you know, that works, right? 
best tools, hitter for average, Hernays, best power hitter, Soderstrom, see? Best strike zone discipline, Max Schumann, haven't mentioned him yet. Cooper Bowman as the fastest base runner, Estuary Ruiz on line three, please. Best athlete, Henry Bolte, I like him. Great size, quick bat, swing like, it's not quite Ben Grieve, but it is very textbook. Um, people are saying he's going to be something. Certainly a lot of power. Best athlete can run too. Best fastball. There's Joe Boyle again. Best curveball. Jacob Waters. Tyler Baum is the best changeup. Best control. Jack Cushing, another AFL guy. Kyle McCann, best defensive catcher. Jacob Wilson with the best infield arm. Best defensive outfielder, Denzel Clark. And the best outfield arm, Henry Bolte. There he is again. So we'll have to see how much of Baseball America's projections end up coming through. You know, but they're talking about 2027. That's still, what, four years away. So plenty of time to develop those guys and even more. Let's go back in time. This day in history, what happened? Well, in 1983, he was 40 years old and had already played with five teams since 1979. You'll always think of him as a Cincinnati Red, part of the big red machine, but from Oakland and came home, finished his career in the green and gold, fifth club from 1979 forward for Joe Morgan. I can't do it. Used to love watching him flap that wing. Okay, 2001, not a really good day. The Yankees do what the Yankees do. They say, is there any free agent in Oakland? Oh, there is. Who is it? Oh, Jason Giambi, huh? Hmm. Okay, we'll take them. And they did. Seven-year deal, big money. I remember going to the first Yankees-A's game after Giambi had been uh, gone for a minute and then came back to the Coliseum. That didn't go well. No, he got booed on his return. Of course, now he's in the A's Hall of Fame, and you know we love him, right? $120 million deal back then in 2001. That's a lot of money. 2000 MVP, though, and the 01 runner-up, Drove in 120 runs. I think he had like 38 bombs. Had a great year in, uh, in 2001. And 342 batting average for those wild card A's. So we had to say goodbye to Jason Giambi. You know, it's the A's way. Couldn't afford him anymore. 2003, Keith Folk. 9-1, 2.08 ERA, 43 saves in 48 chances. We got to hold on to him, right? Wrong. 31-year-old A's all-star closer takes off and signs a $21 million contract with the Red Sox. I know. Feel like Lucy, right? Holding the football for Charlie Brown. Me too. Hashtag me too. 2007 on this date in A's 3, the Mitchell Report was released. That was, of course, the big Report with all the findings about the performance-enhancing drugs and in pure Oakland A's tradition. Of course, there were A's names on that list, and they included the aforementioned Jason Giambi and Miguel Tejada, neither of whom were still with the A's. They both moved on, but they were named along with all-star pitchers Roger Clemens, Andy Pettit, and a bunch more. That was this date in A's Street in 2007. Happy birth, A. To a guy who uh, I've actually gotten to know a little bit, he's celebrating his 76th birthday. This guy 
Uh, well, let me just tell you, he was on all three of the A's World Series teams in 72, 3, and 4, only played in the 72 series, didn't see any action in 73 or 74, but got that ring because he was a member of the team all year long. Out of the bullpen, left-hander from Washington, and just one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Now, my first encounter with Dave Hamilton away from the Coliseum uh, was at San Ramon's Cal High Field, where Dave was the uh, baseball coach for the Cal High Grizzlies. His assistant was Mike Davis. Mike and I were friends. Mike also played for the A's and then the Dodgers, of course. Anyway, they were coaching Cal High. I was managing an adult hardball team, playing catcher and managing the team as well. I went to them and I said, Mr. Hamilton, Mr. Davis, I didn't call Mike Mr. Davis, I called him Mike. Uh, Mike, would it be okay if we played on your field? Because our games are Sunday and you guys aren't here. Well, they said yes. And they said yes with a caveat, if you promise to leave it in better condition than you found it. And we certainly did. We drugged the heck out of that field, played a doubleheader there every single Sunday and really enjoyed ourselves. Great facility for us to be able to play in. So always thankful for that. Well, then, you know, fast forward a long way down the road. That was like 94, somewhere in there. Okay, now it's 20, what, 16. And our son, Nick, is a baseball player at Valley Christian in Dublin. Who's the head coach? Well, they called him Grandpa. <laughs> I call him Dave Hamilton. And uh, yeah, Dave was a, a great coach, certainly took a shine to Nick and uh, well, all the teammates. I mean, he just was really good to the kids and they loved playing for him. And they did, they called him, <laughs> they called him Grandpa. Grandpa, that's how they call him. Uh, so anytime Dave comes up, whether it's a picture of him or on the internet or a mention of him in the news, I always send it to Nick. And he has fond memories of playing for Dave Hamilton, who is 76 years young. Well, actually yesterday, but happy birthday to Dave Hamilton. Birthday, I should say. Rest in peace. No, uh, not happy like a birthday. Very sad, actually, when we have to say goodbye to somebody, and especially somebody who was a part of our lore. And Vic Davalio certainly was. Pinch hitter supreme. This guy in the 1973 playoffs. Playoffs? Yes. He was pretty much responsible for the game five win with a big hit, uh, a triple that he got. He was five for eight. And that triple was a RBI triple, game five. A's squeak past the Orioles and then advance, of course, to their second World Series in a row against the Mets, which they eventually won. And Vic Davalio, big part of that. So going to miss him. Vic Davalio, former Oakland Athletic. Rest in peace. Locked On's launched the very first ever national 24-7 sports network, streaming network, and you can check it out. It is called Locked On Sports Today. Get your baseball, get your football, get your hockey, get your basketball. Get it all streaming all the time. And you can. In fact, as soon as this episode is over, I'll put a little link up there. You'll be able to go right on YouTube right from us to there, and you can check it out. You get sports stories from all around the country. Of course, all the news that is news as soon as it happens. Locked on sports today. Uh, you don't want to miss that. All right, best of A's Twitter, X, sorry for today, at Darren Rubble. 700 million, talking about Shohei, that's what the Dodgers agreed to pay Shohei Otani. 667 million, that's the total A's payroll for the last 10 years. Whoa. 
at, at Casey Pratt, ABC7. You know who Casey is. We love Casey. Love it, Casey. Uh, he said, I heard the A's offered Otani $1 a year for 700 million years. And then at Elmano Gonzalez, I want to say, make sure I say that right. Oakland at 455,000, now bigger in population than the following MLB teams. Miami, Minneapolis, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, St. Louis, Tampa, Anaheim, and Arlington. Oakland and the East Bay, an incredible powerhouse. MLB, are you listening? They've lost their minds trading in Oakland for Las Vegas. Thank you, Elmano. Appreciate that. All right, we're going to wrap it up with our A's quiz question for today. Here it is. They say that the MLB draft is a crapshoot, and it, it is. And oftentimes the A's roll snake eyes. They just, for whatever reason, don't do so great in the draft. Okay, let's go back 20 years ago. It's 2003. Billy Bean and the gang, they're doing it. They're drafting. There's David Forrest, and we're going to do it. We're going to get some great players. Well, only six of the 42 players drafted by the A's ever actually made it to the major leagues. And of those six, only two ever got at least 50 at-bats or 50 innings pitched in the big leagues. So it wasn't so great. Just two. One of them I'll tell you about, shortstop. His name was uh, Omar Quintanilla. That's how you pronounce it. Played nine big league seasons and four different teams. They played for the Rangers, Rockies, Mets, and Orioles, okay? So that left one other player who actually made a mark, and this guy did. I mean, he did great, really. Long career, 20 pro seasons, and 12 of those were in the big leagues. All of them for the same squad. I'll give you a hint. National League, okay? Played his entire major league career there. 162 career homers. Uh, drove in 687. Won a gold glove. Won a silver slugger award. Who was this? I wish we would have kept him outfielder. See if you get it right. Put your answer in the comments right there down below. And if you made it here all the way to the end, thank you so much. Appreciate that. Share this thing. Get it out there. Give us the thumbs up if you can. Uh, we always appreciate that. And subscribe. That way you don't miss an episode anytime we put another one up, just like we are today. I appreciate you. And I appreciate you spending time here with Locked On A's, your team every day. My name's Wayne Coy. And until we get together next time, you keep on swinging.